Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. I don't know about you, but when I've been gone from a a trip, when I've been out and I've been away from my home for a while, and I get home, I love that feeling of walking in the door and seeing my family. I love that moment when I reconnect with an old friend where I've returned back to my comfort zone, my home place. Maybe you can relate to that. Uh, Paul has been on the road for probably two plus years now. And he's ultimately been in Corinth for the longest. But remember, he left Antioch and he traveled all the way north of Asia, up across uh, modern day Turkey, over into Greece, in northern Greece, Thessalonica and those places, and then ended up ultimately down in Corinth. And now we're going to hear what happens in Acts chapter 18, verse 18. Paul stayed in Corinth for some time after that. Then he said goodbye to the brothers and sisters and went to nearby Sankura. There he shaved his head according to Jewish custom, making marking the end of a vow. So just a couple things. That town I mentioned is just a little bit down the way from Corinth. It's just like a suburb, if you will. He went down to the sea. If, if Corinth is on a hill, he went down to the ocean just to be able to catch a ship to head home, ultimately towards Syria. Now, it says he shaved his head according to a Jewish custom from a vow. Now, we don't know what vow he made, but generally the shaving of the head was a Nazarite vow. And I looked it up and I found it really interesting. It was generally marking a 30-day period of a closeness or some moment with God. And you wanted to celebrate that and thank God for that time. And ultimately, they would go to the synagogue. They would shave the hair off their beards and they would throw it in the fire to celebrate that time. What a cool marker that is. Uh, I'm actually randomly growing out my beard, and I'm thinking about giving that to God when I shave it off. How cool would that be to celebrate what God has done in my life over the next 30 days? But anyway, he shaved his head according to the Jewish custom, and he marked the end of the vow. Then he set sail for Syria, taking Priscilla and Aquila with him. Now you might wonder, why would Priscilla and Aquila go? Well, remember, they were Romans, and they were in Rome, and they fled persecution. So they were just kind of hiding out as refugees in Corinth. So why not go with Paul? They found new life. Everything behind doesn't matter. The new life is ahead. And so they go. Maybe there's something in your life you need to let go of, like Priscilla and Aquila did, and press on towards something greater in the future. Verse 19. They stopped first at the port of Ephesus, where Paul left the others behind. Now, interestingly, Ephesus was the place Paul ultimately wanted to go when he first left Antioch, but he couldn't because remember the Holy Spirit prevented him. And so now he's actually getting back to Ephesus and he's probably just there waiting for a boat to take him on to to Syria. But it says this, while he was there, he went into the synagogue to reason with the Jews. They asked him to stay longer, but he declined. As he left, he said, I'll come back later, God willing. Now, what's so interesting is he uses this random little bit of time to minister in the synagogue to the Jews. And he says he left the others behind, meaning he left Aquila and Priscilla there to start a church. And we know they stayed there because if you go read the book of Ephesians, which is a letter to the church in Ephesus, Paul mentions Aquila and Priscilla by name, you know, sending greetings to them. So we know he left them there to start a church. Think about that. Paul raised up leaders in Corinth. He left the church, transported the leaders over to Ephesus, and planted another church there. And he says, I'll come back. 
Then he set sail from Ephesus. The next two stops were at the port of Caesarea, which is the main port in Israel near Jerusalem. From there, he went up and visited the church at Jerusalem and then went back to Antioch. And so Antioch is north of Jerusalem. That's his home church. Imagine going to your home church. You've been gone for many years. Maybe you go away to college and you come back to your home church. There's that moment of seeing everybody celebrating that you're back. This is the church that sent him on his missionary journey. And he probably gave them a wonderful report of everything that happened. We're going to close today with verse 23. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul went back through Galatia and Phrygia, visiting and strengthening the believers. Remember, the first time he went there, it was to share the gospel. Now he's going back to strengthen the believers. And so from all this, I just want us to take this moment and celebrate the idea that God calls us to go do big things in the world, but he also brings us home to people who can love and support us. And through this process, we're continually growing, each one of us from hearing the gospel to growing into young adults to growing into spiritual leaders. And we're helping other people do the same. Let's pray. God, you are a faithful God. You walk beside us when things are difficult. You guide us even when the answer may be no. But ultimately, God, we pray that you would use us in a mighty way, that you would draw us closer to you, first as spiritual infants, then as young adults, and then as parents who lead others. God, I pray that you would put others in our path who we could help guide towards you too. I pray we would have a huge impact on the world like Paul did sharing the gospel all across multiple continents. God, we love you, and we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.